Do you ask yourself, do I care? Why am I here? What's the point of it all? Do I really have any control? Why is our society crumbling into chaos? If you ask these questions, you're in the right place. Welcome to the David Mulatto Show, where truth and facts matter. One of the things that I think people have a hard time wrapping their heads around is the reality that all life moves forward. And what I mean by this is nothing is stagnant. If something is stagnant, it dies, it disappears. I know this sounds a little deep, but if you look at the world millions of years ago, where it started with basically volcanoes, rock formations, shifted to dinosaurs, shifted to something else. Then you look at humans foraging for food, standing up, as they say, picking the higher fruit, progress, building, technology. Now we're into AI. So everything moves forward. And if you think about it, if you as a child had a tough life, life moved forward. And then hopefully things got better for you and things changed. That's certainly the case for me. So that's what life is. Life is a forward motion. But I think what people miss is the fact that life also adapts to the pressures around it. So in the scenario that I want to talk about today, we talk about survival. Throughout history, humans have always survived by adapting, moving forward. If I take my own history, for example, Great Britain was small areas ruled by chieftains of that area. Then one area overtook another area, got bigger, through much war, conflict, death, the country became united. But parts of the country remained at war for a thousand years. Kings, democracies, Europeans came over, the French came over, the Normans came over and took over the British, the Saxons, the Vikings, settled, infiltrating the local population and changing that. This notion that you at this point in time have some right to what's around you, your culture or your land or your house, country, it's just a moment in time. Before you, there was something else. And before something else, there was something else. And after you, there's going to be something else. And after something else, there will be something else. This is how life works. It evolves. It moves forward. Nothing is stagnant. Stagnant things can't survive. It's what building is. It's the destruction of something. And the replacing with something better. That's in our DNA as humans. But what's really important to understand, it's always the survival of the fittest in the sense that the strongest group, individual, will win for the moment. But once they become weak, another strong group will take over. And that's how history has always been. So taking it in the context of what's going on in America today, and I want to make it clear, I'm not interested in making a political argument on a value system what's right and what's wrong. 
who you support or who you don't support. What I'm interested in is people understanding the facts of what happens with certain actions. So years and years ago, I was in South America and people had machine guns outside shops and banks. The guards were standing with the machine guns. And I thought, oh my God, it just seemed such a harsh place to live. Guns everywhere, guards outside stores. It made me kind of thankful that I lived in a country where none of this happened. You could walk around a store and you could look at product, walk down the street. You didn't see people with guns. You didn't see violence. But now that's all changed. And the question is, you ask why? And I make the case that what we've created in a present day culture, we've created a state of mind where my emotions and my feelings are more important than the realities of life. Meaning I'm more concerned with myself and how I feel and how I want to be represented, how my needs need to be met. These things are more important to me than the reality of defending physically what I have. So I read stories years and years ago in a country where they had a massive amount of homeless people living on the streets and those people living on the streets had children and those children would wander around the stores in certain areas where businesses was being done and it got so out of control that the store owners and people who were trying to defend those areas because that's where their businesses were started shooting the children it seems so far-fetched to me, but it was a reality of something that had got so far out of control that that's how you defended your area, your neighborhood. And so you ask yourself, how do things get so far out of control? Well, things get this far out of control because people don't know how to defend what's important to them. They're so busy defending their emotions, their feelings, that they forget what's going on outside that bubble they live in. So, for example... I saw a video that recently came out of a bunch of people, a bunch of migrants fighting with police officers. First of all, fighting with a police officer in the world that I grew up was, it never happened. I mean, if it did happen, you were carted off to the police station and you paid the price for that. So the idea that I could fight with a police officer physically was something that I, I would never you know, I would never do because I understood the consequences. So then the next part of this story is the four or five people fighting with the police officer were let out on no bail and just let out. And you think to yourself, where, where did this start? First of all, we had riots. And then we didn't have people prosecuted for those riots. Then we had more riots, property destruction, people killed, very little prosecution. Then we had a political riot but because that was considered a political issue we had people mass prosecuted with some very severe prison sentences the reason this is so important to understand is the weight of prosecution was based on a political ideology so now we live in a country where law is subjective it's subjective to who you are if you're on one part of the fence, one position, prison time. If you do the same thing but you represent another part of the system, you walk free. As a result of this, if you look through 
a lot of these little Facebook videos or whatever, you see people brazenly just walking up to people, pulling up alongside them in their car and just grabbing their bags. Or you see people walking into a store, a group of people walking into the store and just grabbing everything and walking out. Like I said before, I was in a store and a guy carried out a bag of shopping twice the size of anything I could carry. The security guard was right there, walked right by him. Nothing we can do. Nothing we could do, said this security guard. So now it's getting more and more brazen. People pulling up alongside people, getting out of their car, telling them to get out of their car, taking their car. It's happening at such a rapid pace. It's getting so prevalent that I'm telling you the next phase is people are going to have to be armed. Now, I don't own a gun. I don't like guns. But I'm just telling you the reality of it. When you can't go out into your no local neighborhood, if you can't go down to your local store or get in your car without fear of attack, people will arm themselves. I saw a video in a third world country and the cars were at the traffic lights. In fact, I've seen a few of them. A car was at the traffic light. This guy walks down, he looks in the window, goes to the driver's side, pulls up his shirt and he shows them a gun, assuming they're just going to get out the car and give him the car because that's normally what happens. Next thing I hear, pop, pop, pop. Obviously, the person inside the car had a gun. The guy staggers away, falls down 20, 30 feet from the car, probably, I'm sure, dies. Other videos of kids pulling up alongside cars with guns, stopping people. Maybe the car behind him has a gun, comes out shooting. So I want to ask you this question. And again, this is not a political question. This is a factual question. It's estimated in the last three years that the government has allowed five, six, seven million people to come into the country illegally, just letting them in. Okay, fine. I'm not going to argue that one way or the other. But those people don't have work permits. They don't have places to live. So what you're seeing is the inner cities being swamped with homeless people. So what do you think is going to happen when these people don't have resources? What do you think is going to happen when the government says, we don't have the money to house you, we don't have the money to feed you? Millions and millions and millions of people on the streets with nowhere to go, no food, no resources. Plus you add that to the inner cities, the crime in the inner cities. Plus you add that to this whole notion that we need to defund the police, defund the police. What do you think is going to happen? It's going to be mass chaos. And the only defense of that is going to be people are going to start walking around with guns. People are just going to start defending themselves. Because this is evolution. This is reality. You can sit there with your moral high ground and say, well, you know, people can be compassionate. People can do this. People can do that. You can only be passionate and help people in a structured environment, in an environment where there are rules and people follow the rules where there's order, your compassion and your benevolence means nothing when somebody has a gun in their hand and they're hungry. They will just take what you have. But there are a lot of people out there that actually like this system because it gives them power. Politicians says, oh, we can't prosecute all these people. It's unfair because of their status or because of how they look. This is compassion. This, this compassion can work. It can mean something. If everybody's following the rules, but when people don't follow the rules, when all the power goes to the criminals, when all the power goes to people that are surviving, when all the power goes to people who want to destroy everything through greed or basically just through survival. Now, there's an old saying that technology is 10 years 
ahead of the reality. So what you think is new today was actually developed 10 years ago. And what you're seeing is the final product. That's how we are in our culture. What we're seeing today is the tip of the iceberg. We see the crime. We see the people grabbing people's stuff on the streets. We see carjacking. We see murder in the inner city. But this isn't really what's going on. What's going on is far worse than that. We have dug ourselves such a massive hole. And people are forced to take sides. What are we going to do? 30, 40 million people here who can't work legally. Politicians like it because they can have the issue. Oh, we need to deport these people. Well, that's not a reality. So I'm going to win politically because I'm going to be compassionate and I'm going to say, you know, people need to stay and people need to be helped. Okay, fine. Or I'm going to win politically because I'm going to say these people need to go back to their countries. We can't support them. We can't feed them. Okay, that's fine. So we live in these bubbles of opinion and we support people that follow our causes. But it really doesn't mean anything. It's a false reality. The reality is that people will survive. And if there's tens of millions of people in this country that can't survive because we've isolated them through our narcissistic perceptions of what we think is right, then they'll do what it takes. So here's my prediction. Crime's going to spread. Poverty's going to spread. Chaos is going to spread. And we're all going to stand there on the moral high ground telling everyone what we think is right and how the other side is evil. But what we're missing is we don't know how to protect and preserve what works. We don't know how to build. We don't know how to analyze. We don't know how to defend ourselves. And as a result, the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years of affluence that's not been protected, that's not been nurtured, peace, relative peace, prosperity that's not been nurtured, that we don't understand, we take for granted, it's all going away. And I don't have a time frame for you. I don't know. I can't tell you if it's going to be three years, five years. But it's going to happen fast. When chaos comes, it comes fast. And it's coming because we've become so arrogant in our thought process. We forgot the most basic reality of life, and that is survival of the fittest. And let me remind you, those people that grow up in chaos, those people that don't have any respect for life, those people who live in this world of just grab what you can, those people, I think, are far stronger and far more determined than those people that sit in their ivory towers, wallowing in their mindset of compassion and how good they are, or those people that live in the mindset of celebrity status. Everybody look at me, how wonderful I am. So that's my prediction. All I can do is point out the obvious, point out the realities, and eventually fade away into the sunset and be happy that I have lived a good life. And the battle of the future is going to be up to you. Thanks for listening.